0: This podcast is brought to you by Central, helping schools work smart. I'm Colin Klupik, and you're listening to Central Station. It's hard to believe, but the end of the year holiday season has rolled around again, and it seems to do that more quickly each year. But it's been a fun year on Central Station, and this will be the final episode for 2019. But before we go, we'd like to bring you just a few short highlights and memorable moments from a few of our guests who freely gave up their time to share some practical ideas on how to improve teaching and learning. And what better way to start than with some tips on the best classroom extension exercise ever? Because if you've ever been in a classroom, you'll always hear that tricky question of what do I do next? Here's former maths teacher Richard Andrew to help us work it out.
1: Well, first of all, can I say about the title, it sort of put me under pressure because when you say the best ever extension exercise, when, when I finally divulge <clears throat> what the what the actual uh, activity is, it sounds so lame that I have to do a sort of a preamble and go, look, don't, don't run <laughs> away, don't run away when you hear it um, because, and that's often the case, you know, like some of the best activities uh, I've found in, in any classroom, um, if they're implemented well, they can be game changers.
0: Sorry, that's really interesting when you said, I've oh, just got to jump on that straight away, when you said you don't want to punish them with more work. Well, are, are we? Are oh, we Johnny, to you're then? finished.
1: <laughs> Let's turn to page 105 because there's another bunch of questions there. It like, takes away the whole incentive. Oh, but, oh, this is boring, you know, and that's the last <laughs> thing you want to do, especially with your, your, your kids who are a little bit more able or a bit more enthusiastic.
0: of course, there's this old trap. Well, I think it's a trap. How do you ask great questions in a classroom and avoid just getting the students to guess what's in your head? Here's PD presenter and researcher Simon Brooks to give us some insight. I want to ask you about An easy trap to fall into. I mean, I think this is an easy trap to fall into, and I also think it's one of the most difficult traps to get out of. Uh, I think we may have touched on this in a a previous podcast Mm. some years ago, but I'd love to ask your your views on this again. It might have changed our thinking. You never know. Yeah, you never know. But it's the guess-what's-in-my-head trap. Now, I now think that's excellent. I've changed my mind on that. I think yeah. it's an outstanding practice. <laughs> well, <laughs> great. So not so much of a trap after all. Well, I think it's a trap. So perhaps you could help me through this. Yes. Um, I'll back away from my facetiousness. <laughs> um, well, the, yeah. the, th- well the, th- the reason why I ask is because I often find myself, uh, when I was working in a classroom, when I was actually teaching, that I would ask questions. And then I would think, wait a second. You're really just asking them to guess what's in your head. Mm-hmm. Uh how do you why, why do we so easily fall into this trap? Why do you think you were doing it? Uh, well, actually, interesting. Hang on a second. This is my show. I <laughs> asked ask the questions, <laughs> but since you are so politely, um, I think it's probably because I was utterly convinced of the answer, either maybe it was factual or maybe it was subjective. So maybe it was a fact, as in, you know, um what size does this does this particular thing need to be in order for that to function so that there would be an absolute uh, answer for that or perhaps if it was more subjective that i was completely and utterly convinced of my own opinion whilst also being willing to accept other interpretations but wanting to first of all draw out i guess i guess what i think before what the student thinks yeah and look, you're not alone in this, Colin. I think, I mean, I've certainly fallen into the trap of Guess What's Inside Teacher's Head on numerous occasions, and it's certainly a game I played a lot in my early years of teaching and a game I still play sometimes even now when I run, I, can, I feel myself starting to do it when I'm even running professional learning sessions with teachers and I try to pull out of it because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, if we're playing Guess What's Inside Teacher's Head, well, wouldn't it just be quicker to tell them? <laughs> Why don't we just tell them? It saves a lot of time. Then we can use that time for other things that, uh, that provide deeper learning. Yeah, well, that reminds me of the... For those of us who like to work smarter and not necessarily harder, then Deputy Principal Kylie Fabry has some helpful advice. She's been using the Central School Management Platform at Callaghan College in Newcastle ...and claims that it really has made such an incredibly positive difference to the way the school operates.
1: We're actually gaining the data to best inform our teaching and learning of a student or a group of students. So it allows us to meet the needs of students better than we ever could before given the range of of different types of learners that we actually have. You know, look, I'm really, really lucky that I work with some really innovative um, people um, and some people that are obviously quite into setting up systems to make us work easier, not harder. Mm. Um, And Central is one of those things that if tailored to meet the needs of your school setting, you're actually working smarter and we're not having to work harder. So...
0: Ever thought of using film as a teaching resource? It was great to get a different perspective on how to use film to address learning content in a subject. Lindsay Moss is the director of Startime Studios and helps students understand and present curriculum content through the medium of film. You might have heard of a written thesis, but Lindsay reckons there's a lot to discover about what he calls a visual thesis.
2: Um, I like to say uh, to teachers that... You know, any serious attempt at making a film can be like making a visual thesis. So the the process itself, if you think about it, um, constantly reincorporates knowledge, reincorporates content. Yeah. So from the start, you've got the idea or the subject that, that you're wanting to make a film about. Um, you have to determine what format am I going to use to, you know, present this to, to an audience or whoever it is. I have to research the topic, write the script, edit the script, then uh, then you um, rehearse, you know, you choose your presenters and what work out what you're going to film, do your storyboard, then you film it, and then you have to uh, then you have to edit it. You edit it together and work out and distill the information that's most important and most engaging for the audience. Um, so by the time you finish the film, you're pretty well versed on the, on the topic that, uh, that you're studying. And, of course, that, that's at whatever age group or level you're working at.
0: And finally, let's go back to one of our early episodes with learning innovator Peter Barnes. Peter's work focuses on getting the very best learning outcomes through the use of educational neuroscience approaches to teaching and learning. It's an emerging field, since there is still so much to learn about how the brain works, and Peter has some fascinating insight to share.
3: The curriculum the teachers are delivering to them will be learnt better because um, we're improving the students' brains. This is a new paradigm, right? We've never thought about, or until recently, thought about uh, how to get better education results other than let's get better teachers, let's mm. beat the teachers up, let's, you know. Increase funding. Increase funding. Build more halls. <laughs> Build more halls. All of that stuff. Let's change the curriculum So the curriculum. Yeah, let's get a better curriculum. That'll fix it all. What, what's been forgotten or not recognised until this neuroscience revolution came along was that If you can improve the brains of the students, the learning capacity of the students, that's a surefire way of getting better educational outcomes. Yeah, sure. So I think it's inevitable that this is going to expand. The use of this is going to expand. Now, you
0: can find all those episodes in full in our archive by subscribing to Central Station on your favourite podcast app. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you like to listen. This podcast is brought to you by Central and for more information on Central's proven web-based school management platform, visit the website central.com.au. We wish you a very safe and happy holiday season. I'm Colin Klupik. Until next time. Bye for now.